The Live with Squacky podcast is sponsored in part by Mid-Atlantic VoiceOver and Antland Productions. Hi, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Live with Squacky. I'm your host, Belle Kelly, otherwise known as Squacky Voice. I hope you're all doing well and staying positive throughout these winter months. Sometimes I feel like the cold weather and lack of sunlight can bring people down. When I start to feel a bit slouchy, I try to get to the gym or at least get a walk-in, and that brings my energy and level of positivity back up. Try it! My goal this month is to try to get in some form of exercise every single day. Anyway, (laughs) enough about my goals. Let's get to our special guest today. Isabella, otherwise known as Izzy Tugman, is a professional voiceover artist, actor, singer, and film producer based out of Phoenix, Arizona. She has also lived and worked in the Los Angeles, New York City, Austin, and Kansas City markets. Izzy has a bachelor's degree in music from Thomas Edison State University. In addition, she's a graduate of a rigorous two-year college performing arts program from the American Musical and Dramatic Academy in Los Angeles. She also spent two years as a vocal performance major at the University of Missouri, Kansas City, where she studied to be an opera singer. Having spent a lifetime acting and singing on the stage in front of the camera and behind the microphone, a career in voiceover harmoniously blends her talents for voice, acting, storytelling, and language. Isabella is an incredibly hardworking individual. She works consistently to improve on her talents and her business, while maintaining a strong sense of integrity and a positive attitude. When she's not pursuing her career goals, Izzy loves to sing, dance, read, practice yoga, play video games, travel, and indulge in spicy foods. An animal lover, she has two cats and two small dogs that might as well be cats. She's a super pro and such a great gal. So let's dive right into this. Thanks so much for joining me on the show today, Izzy. Thanks for having me, Val. Of course. Well, you have such a vast array of experience. Can you tell us what made you want to get into acting and voiceover? You know, it's not any one thing because I just kind of always knew. I was one of those toddlers that would just absorb the world around me. And so I would hear things on the radio and I would imitate that. I would watch cartoons and I would, you know, make the of like Pokemon or whatever I was watching. And I just wanted to do that. And I wanted to do it all. I wanted to be the person on the radio. I wanted to be the person on the commercial, on the cartoons and the video games, and also on screen. You know, my first idol was Carmen Miranda. And I was like, I want to dress up and wear a fruit bowl on my head and dance and be fabulous. Like, (laughs) it just has always been a lifelong dream and passion to pursue um, the performing arts in all its capacities. Voiceover was always on my radar. I think when you go through acting school and all of that, they focus so much on film and theater and musical theater and also, in my case, opera. And so voiceover was on the radar, but it wasn't like the main focus. So even though it was something I'd always wanted to do, it wasn't until maybe about seven years ago that I was like, you know what? I want to focus on this as my main thing. I'd taken some classes. I think I'd had an audition in college. You know, it was kind of there, but it just wasn't the main thing. So seven years ago, I was like, yeah, this is what I want to pursue full time. It's something I can do at home on my terms and build my own business. I have the entrepreneurial thing in me. So I had that fire burning and I wanted to kind of control my destiny. Not that you can control, that's an illusion, but I just thought it would be cool to make that my focus. And good thing I did because then the pandemic hit. So (laughs) yeah, all my friends in live theater and film kind of had some rough 
bumps there with the pandemic, and here I was working as usual on voiceover. So yeah, that's awesome. Well, you have such a versatile voice that it's <laughs> it's really cool that you can do so many different genres of a voiceover easily. It seems like you know because oh. of your training. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, it is. It really is training. I'm always working to improve, and I'm sure there are some things I do better than others, of course. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, as a singer, especially because I learned how to use my instrument, I know so many different placements and how to stretch my voice and make it sound a lot of different ways. So especially when I have a voice reference, I can voice match. I can kind of match musicality and pacing and tone and all these things. It's, it's music to me. So that makes it very accessible. But it can also, you know, it's tough, though, too, like branding yourself and knowing always what to go for when you can be so many things. I think it's very simple when you're, I don't want to say one trick pony. It's not a bad thing. But maybe I'm too much all over the place where I'm like, what do I do? <laughs> no, I think <laughs> it's it's good. It, it's good to be versatile. I think it's good to have your main interests and your main goals of what genres you really love the most, you know, mm-hmm. to say, like, this is what I really want to be working in the most if I can but then because you have that versatility you're able to go outside of that box you know and kind of really explore other things my voice is pretty much (laughs) what it is I mean (laughs) there's versatility there and I find more and more to it when I train more but it's tough because I mostly book things that are the high-pitched cute well, of course, of cute, yeah. yeah. So, and it's funny, Val, because and sorry, I know I'm not supposed to be the one asking questions, but did you ever have much of a formal singing background? I haven't had a formal singing background, but I can sing. You know, I can carry a tune. <laughs> it's just funny because you hear my natural voice is a little lower and huskier, actually, in real life. But when I'm a singer. I'm actually a coloratura soprano, so I end up in the really, really high notes and like end up doing a lot of squeaky voice things. So I hear your voice naturally where it is, and I'm like, ooh, how high could she go if you were <laughs> to sing like the legit soprano notes way, way up high in the register? I'm so curious, but that's for another day, I guess. Yeah, um, no, I, I when just I was would love like, to workshop your voice. And I know, yeah, we range, should do that. You know? Yeah, <laughs> we should do that. That yeah. would be fun. That would be a fun session. Um, when I was in high school in the chorus, I just remember going in to audition for like the chorus or something. And Mm -hmm. I wanted to be soprano so bad. And so I learned the soprano part and I go in and I just hit like the highest notes possible. (laughs) And they just were not in tune, you know? Mm -hmm. And I just remember my chorus director going, you know what? Um, let's just stick to alto, okay? Because soprano <laughs> and that's so surprising. is not that's... your thing, which is what? so funny because I think now if I had to do it again, now I could hit those notes because of all the training and voiceover that well, I've right. had. And it's just training, but that's naturally where your voice falls. So, yeah. I mean, you're a natural soprano. It's pretty obvious. <laughs> so funny. I know. I'm the opposite. I actually have a lower voice, but can hit those high notes. Those are fun. So anyway, <laughs> I digress. So I love all the characters that you put in your posts on Instagram. What inspires you to create new characters? And what are your favorite three characters to perform? Ah, that's such a tough question. Uh, First of all, thank (laughs) you for listening. I like to do little voiceover challenges and kind of show my range because it is all over the place and just constantly be stretching my acting muscle and creating characters. 
every day, people you talk to every day, obviously things from video games and movies and in the media. But I don't know. I love studying stories and characters and relationships and as well as sounds, voices, musicality. And I don't know, just a lot of times I'll feel inspiration from a line, a script, character. It comes from everywhere. I could go on a rant and really say nothing about it. But (laughs) as far as three favorite characters, it's funny because my favorite is always the one I'm working on. Maybe that's a cheat answer, but (laughs) I love exploring. I love creating new things and and discovering the voice of each new character. Acting, you know, is living truthfully under imaginary circumstances. So my biggest goal isn't always to do a fun character voice or whatever it is. It's more just to feel the honesty of that character. And maybe they do have special quirks to their voice. But I kind of just like to play and, you know, improv a little bit and see what they become and hopefully let them just roll with it. And it, I even surprise myself sometimes what comes out because I'm just trying to be that character. I love when castings have a picture of a character because that helps me a lot. Do they have like a funny shaped mouth? Would they hold their mouth funny? Or, you know, these, these things affect a way a character sounds. And if I really had to pick some favorites I've done recently, there's an audiobook I'm narrating. It's a series under my pseudonym because it's a it's a steamy romance but she (laughs) I know I do a lot of those too um and she is like the female Deadpool which is so much fun because she's like snarky and a badass she can be like sexy and you know she's got her like katana sword and all of that and kills the enemies but she's also just really funny she's got an attitude and I love playing her and then I'm also working I was just cast as a villain and I can't, I know villain characters are so fun. They're so fun. So fun. And I can't reveal it yet because it hasn't been announced, but I'm like, yeah, I love like the super villain, the drama, the yeah. (laughs) So yeah, I'm doing that. And that, that's a lot of fun too. Oh, I'm supposed to pick three. Oh my gosh. Uh, I did a Daisy Duke kind of character recently from Dukes of Hazard. It was like a fan fiction. So that was fun where you're kind of flirty and Southern and <laughs> <laughs> nice. There you go. So again, it's whatever I'm working on, but those yeah, are some yeah. recent ones. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> those are definitely easier to develop, I think, than like a toy voice. You know what I mean? Because sure. my most recent things have been like talking toys for, you know, animal characters. And so it's like, it's not actual words, you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like, ah, yeah, yeah, exactly. Sound effect things. Just, yeah, you're my doing kids emotion. are like, "Mom, what are you doing?" And I'm like, "Oh no, <laughs> what do you mean? What is on your desk? Oh, just all my characters. That's creepy, Mom." And I'm like, "No, it's not." I'm like, "Oh, get it, walk it, uh huh." Yeah, we're gonna walk away now, Mom. <laughs> I'm just ah, fine. <laughs> my last video game character is entirely reactions without words so it's like uh oh <laughs> you know like stuff like that you know yeah. so I know it happens so but those fun. are fun too yeah they're fun <laughs> cool well are you a coffee drinker uh yeah coffee is like a whole food group <laughs> yeah fact, totally right good now. answer oh Yay. my gosh yes Coffee is life. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Every time I ask someone that on an interview and I don't ask them beforehand, and every time there's someone that's like, no, I'm <gasps> sorry. What? I don't understand. I'm sorry. This interview is over. Exactly. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> the last one I did, I'm sorry. How? We can't be friends anymore. And he's like, like, how? Yeah. I was like, how are you? No. How? <laughs> What's your favorite travel destination? So far, it is. Italy. Oh my gosh. I was lucky and got to spend 
two weeks in Italy, mostly in Rome, but I did get to go to Florence and kind of travel around a bit. Man, there's so much to explore. I want to go back. Yeah. Uh, I want to see the Amalfi Coast. I want to do the wine tours. I want to just, uh, everything. It is beautiful. It is just everything. I love the history. I remember I, I stayed right outside the Pantheon, and it's this beautiful historical thing, and people are going about their lives just but that's the Pantheon. How do you go about your life every day with that right in front of you? This ancient, historical, beautiful thing. And all of Rome is full of stuff like that. Maybe it's because we're in America, which is a pretty It's new... so boring, yeah. It really well, is. Well, you know, there's exciting things in a way, but nothing compared to that. Yeah. And like ancient Rome, and it's right there. And yeah. anyway, and the people are lovely. Oh, my gosh. They just adopt you like family. And the food is incredible. And then they bring you what is table wine there, which is like $3, is better than what you could buy here for like a $30 bottle of wine. And I'm just yeah. like, this is incredible. And then they'll bring you homemade limoncello. And they're just it's so much fun. <laughs> oh, and I had gelato every day. That was my goal. I mean, have gelato you have to. every day. Yes. Yeah. And I highly recommend that because th- it's everywhere. So, man, I want to eat all the things and see all the things. And oh, it's just fabulous. I can't rave enough about Italy. Yeah, I love but, it too. It's it's a uh, really great destination to visit. There's so many beautiful cities, you know, it's gorgeous. not even just Rome, but like you said, Florence just because I've been art. through Rome, but I've been in oh. Florence, in Florence and just had the chance to really explore. And then I have relatives that live north of Milan. So they Lucky. took me in and <laughs> they don't speak very much English, but I speak French and they speak Italian. Je so parle français aussi. Yeah. Oh, très bien. J'ai oublié, mais... Ah, oh, c'est pas grave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was actually really interesting the weekend that I spent with them because they were talking in Italian, I was talking in French uh, and English, and we used a lot of hand gestures. And oh, <laughs> it was just like... Well, they do that anyway. Yeah. But, yeah, if you get the romance languages, at least you can kind of get by. But yeah, yeah, I, I was lucky enough to have studied quite a bit of Italian because of my opera background and I also studied up a bit most of them speak English it's fine yeah but um what a cool language though and and I just I loved it and I love to go to Milan too I love fashion there's so much to love about Italy it's just everything is great there everything is great cool oh my gosh I love to travel I wish I could do more silly pandemic I know I just I need it to be over soon everyone's going crazy literally Yep, indeed. (laughs) Uh, Okay, if you could spend a day with a celebrity, who would it be and why? And what would you talk about? You know, lately I've been thinking a lot about Betty White. Rest in peace. Right before her 100th birthday. Oh, so sad. And I know, (laughs) gosh, what a loved woman. And for good reason. I mean, she's just had this incredible zest for life. And she was all about enjoying life and being kind to people and being kind to animals. She and I have that in common. I love animals and I donated my money to the rescue, you know, for her in honor of her 100th birthday, which I thought was a really cool way to memorialize her. And I just feel like we could sit and chat for hours and laugh the day away. I'd love to hear her perspective of her life story and Probably we'd break out into song and dance at some point and, you know, just, you know, I just think we'd have a blast. So Betty White, uh, yeah, I'd love to have a date with Betty. Yeah, that would be amazing. I would definitely <laughs> love that, too. I think everybody, who wouldn't want to spend the day with Betty White? Who wouldn't? Like, I don't know anyone know. who wouldn't. Seriously. Yeah. My mom, I just remember as a kid, my mom, when Golden Girls 
was on TV, like for real on TV, not like it is now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She'd be like, oh, the Golden Girls are on. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I don't know what that is, but let's watch. <laughs> and I was really Aww. little, you know. And that was our thing. We would just watch every whatever night Aww. it was on. I don't remember anymore. And she always said that the Rose character was her favorite, which was Betty White. And mm-hmm. so when my mom passed away the end of November in 2021, and then Betty White passed away right after that. And I was like, come on. Oh, like, no, you, we you, lost so many greats early on. You can't on take both of year. them. I know. <laughs> like, I know. What? I yeah. So I feel like they're up there in heaven hanging out together. So that oh, gives yeah, me some sort of party. peace of I mind. Know. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. 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 Do you have any recent projects you've done that you'd like to tell us about? Well, sure. Um, I have one that's upcoming that I'm pretty excited about. I'm narrating an audiobook called Dino Rift, and it's a fun dinosaur book a la Jurassic Park that's a great read for all ages. So it's a really fun book. I'm really excited. The sequel's being written now, so I'm sure that will be following soon. But yeah, stay tuned for Dino Rift. Oh, nice. (laughs) And what are three goals that you have for yourself to accomplish in your voiceover career over the next few months? I am ramping up my marketing game. I'm trying to get a CRM together. (laughs) That's a lot of work. Trying to organize all my contacts. I want to keep up with my relationships with people because that's what this business is. You know, it's it's relationships and I want to nurture those and be of service. So I'm really working on my CRM and direct marketing game. And aside from that, I just had a commercial demo produced and I'm going to try to get some commercial representation. We'll see how that goes. And yeah, so hey, agents, if you're out there listening and you like what you hear, hook me up. Yeah. Otherwise, I'll I'll keep going for stuff on my own as an independent. That's cool, too. And then I think because I love character work so much and I do a ton of character voices, I was thinking of getting a character demo produced and uh, maybe workshopping that a little bit more. But mostly I've been auditioning and uh, using my many samples. (laughs) Yeah, that's great too, because it's great to see what works and what doesn't. And that's where the marketing thing comes in, where it's like, I'd love to know where to box myself in to be like, oh yeah, I'm your sexy character and I'm your bitchy character and I'm your whatever character, but I have so many different characters and I'm like, well, I don't feel boxed in at any point because I keep getting hired for all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So, who knows? We'll see. Maybe yeah. I mean, I think the ones that, that work are the ones that you can... For me, at least, I think I know a character is going to be a real success. First of all, if my kids like yeah. it, if they're like, this is real, good you know, and judge if Yeah, because yeah. they're straightforward. This is dumb or this is really good, mom. <laughs> and, yeah. And then it's uh, like my mom, I can't do anything because she'll always, oh, you're perfect. No, mom, I want some real feedback. You're perfect. <laughs> no, I, I need some critical feedback. No, I'm never going to get at real answers from my mom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you always need those people you can count on to give you legit feedback. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think the characters that work are the ones that you can maintain for a long period of time. You can just yes. switch over to and have a conversation about anything in any given time. And people are Sustainable like... Sustainable oh, is, yeah. is a must. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to destroy your voice over trying to do a character that sounds a certain way. And then you're going to not have vocal cords by the end of the job. Right. So, yeah, don't do that. All right. Let's switch gears. What's your favorite food? <laughs> Does coffee count? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it does. Or like ice cream? I don't know. Um, (laughs) Probably tacos. Pretty sure it's tacos. Yeah, tacos tacos are good. Yeah, anything spicy too. I love spicy food. Nice. Yeah. 
How do you handle stress and pressure in your life? Daily nervous breakdowns. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. No, no, don't do that. Um, okay, I'm a big animal person. I already mentioned that. So I have four pets, so I have to like squish them multiple times a day. That's yeah. a stress reliever. Love them. <laughs> I'm big into yoga and meditation. That really saved me and, and provided a lot of healing for me. And I know it's become really trendy and all that, but it really does help. You know, they have scientific backing behind the breath and, of course, exercise and all of that. But, yeah, and, and mantras to reprogram the limiting beliefs and negative thoughts that just want to come and circulate in your head and cause destruction. Like, messy, messy, messy. And I've done a lot of work with that. That's been amazing and life-saving. And then I also like to let loose. I like to dance and do Zumba. Um, I've done martial arts and boxing, too, which is a great way to blow off steam, especially as a domestic violence survivor. Um, that's very empowering. Yeah, it revs you up for <laughs> taking on the world. Let's just say that. That all sounds really good. I've been trying to get into yoga, but I haven't quite accomplished it yet, but I'm still working on <laughs> I'm a very beginner as far as yoga goes. I'm not a beginner for exercise because I always go to the gym, yeah. but I really feel like I have two teenage daughters, and mm -hmm. I think in order to make it through these next few years, to be honest with you, I'm going to have to learn to meditate. there's a yoga for everyone, and there's a meditation for everyone. And yes, it's hard, and it's so frustrating, and that means you need it more than anybody yeah. when you're really frustrated by it because that's kind of the whole point. And one thing I love about yoga is that there's no judgment about where you are and what you can do or what you can't do. Like, you are where you are. They say there's a thousand above and a thousand below, meaning no matter where you are in your practice, there's always going to be somebody better than you and somebody who's more beginner than you. And that's okay. It's it's not a competition. Yeah. And I think I've been able to apply that thinking to other areas of my life, and it's been very helpful because I'm a very naturally type A control everything and, you know, like compete and get things done type of person. And it's actually not very productive and it's very stressful. So to just be at peace with where I am instead of always needing to be further along and having anxiety about not being there yet, that's ridiculous, you know? Yeah. So you just be where you are and honor where your body is today. Yeah, and sometimes that's, really that's just sitting and breathing, you know, and being cool with that, letting go of that judgment. So it's very healing. I'm a Highly recommend it. <laughs> okay, I'm going to keep trying for it. Keep going for yeah, it. I just need to it. dive yeah. in and That's keep going. It. Do it. Don't judge it. We all yeah. fall over. Yeah. Just <laughs> laugh at yourself. It's fine. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Where do you see yourself in five years? Um, Retired on a yacht in the Caribbean. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's where I'll be. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, right. Um, no, I, you know, it's funny. Speaking of the mindset thing, um, I've been doing a lot of work on the letting go of my preconceived notions and expectations and plans because we make plans and God laughs, right? So yeah. it's, it's not that I don't make plans and goals. I do have those goals. I'm always working toward things, but I'm a little bit more open to God's plans for me now. And, and that, that's allowed me to enjoy the journey a little bit more rather than focusing on an end result. That being said, I do want to hopefully in five years be making six figures in voiceover, working on more of what I love, but on a bigger scale. I'd love to do AAA games, cartoons that are broadcast on TV, something on Cartoon Network or Nickelodeon or Disney. Like It'd be cool to see what I'm doing now, but on a larger scale. And I don't know, we'll see. And then um, 
In the meantime, I'm just focused on nurturing my relationships and growing as a talent and a business person. And maybe someday, too, the pandemic will wrap up and I can pursue some in-person performances as well, like film and theater and musical theater and that kind of stuff. So we'll see. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a great plan. Yeah, thanks. What's your favorite genre of voiceover to perform and why? Again, I love everything. I'm kind of across the board, but at the end of the day, I love character-driven work. So anything to do with animation, video games, audio dramas, that's when I feel the most in the flow, flying free. That's the deepest expression of my passion is being a character and living truthfully under those imaginary circumstances. So, but you know, I, I love some good old medical narration or whatever too, because I like to learn, <laughs> but <laughs> but definitely as far as the performance goes, character-driven work. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. That's yeah. that's a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> can you tell our listeners your website and social media handles so they can connect with you if they choose? Yes, please choose. <laughs> my uh, my website is izzyvoice.com. Izzy is spelled I-Z-Z-Y. And my handle is at Izzy VoiceOver, and I'm everywhere. So Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, you name it, you'll find me. I'm everywhere. So awesome. <laughs> Say hi. Well, thanks so much, Izzy. I'll put all that info in the show notes. And thanks again for being on the show. And I wish you tons of continued happiness and success. Thank you. You too, Val. Thank you. Live with Squacky is mixed and mastered by everybody's favorite voiceover tech, Uncle Roy Yokelson of Antland Productions. Live with Squacky is sponsored in part by Mid-Atlantic VoiceOver LLC and Antland Productions. Hey friends, I wanted to take a minute to remind you that the Mavo 2022 Get Inspired Conference is coming up on November 11th through 13th at the Westin Dulles Hotel in Herndon, Virginia. Yeah, that's right. We're back in person, and I can't wait. We have an outstanding lineup of some of the top voiceover actors and industry pros coming to present this year, and you definitely won't want to miss it. We'll be selling a limited amount of tickets for this event due to the potential social distancing guidelines that could still be in place. So don't delay. Grab your tickets today. There's still the option to do a non-refundable down payment and make monthly payments to pay off the balance. This will be our seventh Mavo conference, and we'd love to see you there. Visit our website at www.midatlanticvo.com for more information and to register today. Quack, quack.